My name is Kate the Socialite, and you're listening to episode 170, and today is a doozy. I'm talking all about why interior designers and home stagers and organizers and window treatment professionals should just embrace imposter syndrome. We all look for ways to get around it, to fight it, to cure it, but I have a different perspective on this that I'm going to share with you guys today, and uh, this was a request from one of my amazing social media fans, and I just want to take some time to really soak in this topic, really marinate in it, because I think there's a lot of information out there on the Google machine that would tell us imposter syndrome is a sign that something is wrong, but I just don't agree, at least not anymore. So let me just set the stage for you. Let's just say you've started a business and now you're questioning everything about your identity, your skills, your talents, the value you bring to the world. Everything you once believed about yourself is now being held in question. And the insecurities that you had previously, well, those have likely gotten worse at this point. Maybe your brand photos never turn out the way you want. Maybe your website is never quite right. Maybe your low-paying clients or lack of clients seem to validate everything your inner critic is telling you. Does any of this sound familiar? Now, if you're anything like I was in the early days of entrepreneurship, you've probably been suffering in silence. No doubt you've pinned a few motivational quotes on Pinterest just to help yourself out. You might have even read a few rah-rah business books and taken a course or two. And each piece of that is a little helpful, but you still feel like you aren't enough. The only thing that scares you more than not being enough is your potential clients somehow discovering that fact. If the grim situation that I just described defines your current reality, just take a few deep breaths and listen to this episode. I'm not going to give you some feel-good advice or tell you things that aren't true. That would be a disservice to you. I am going to share something about imposter syndrome that the internet forgot to mention. Now, before we get into all of that, I have a couple requests for you guys. If you aren't already, would you please follow this podcast? You can follow The Kate Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play, and that ensures you won't miss an episode because I do release four episodes a month every Monday. And also, while you're at it, you should check out the other design-related podcasts in the world by going to designnetwork.org. It's a great community of other podcasts there, and a lot of your favorites are already there. It is by invitation only, and they do have a strict process. So when you listen to a show from designnetwork.org, it's going to be good because they only handpicking the shows right now. Now, before we get into the rest of my show, I need to give a huge thank you to you guys, to everyone listening to this podcast. I am, frankly, shocked and overwhelmed to share with you the news that I recently received. So here it is. The Kate Show podcast has been named as one of the top 2% most popular shows in the world, like in the freaking world. I'm still so shocked. I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud. This information comes from a platform called Listen Notes, and they use first and third party data to calculate all of this. And in case you're wondering, there are about two and a half million legitimate podcasts in the world, like podcasts that actually do have episodes. They're not just blank slates. And I 
I am just so honored to be in the top 2%. So thank you guys. This is because of you. And I can say with full confidence that truly and ultimately this is a God thing because I still don't really know what I'm doing over here in podcasting land. And that's not false humility or lack of confidence, by the way. It's just the honest truth. I am called to serve and support you all. And it brings me so much joy to know this show is reaching so many of you. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, I also want to capitalize on this good news by making one important distinction here. Think about it for a second. If my podcast is in the top 2% globally and my social following on Instagram remains less than 3,000, why are you, home industry entrepreneur, why are you betting the success of your home industry business on your follower account? Why are you stressing out about reaching the next social media milestone? I am living proof that social media fans are not an indication of success, and I'm honestly thankful that my chart-topping podcast has been juxtaposed against my small fan base. It has allowed me to be that living example that your quantity of followers truly don't matter. It's the quality that matters. So many of you keep coming back and listening to the podcast every single week, and that's the only reason that I'm in the top 2%, and it has nothing to do with my presence on Instagram. And I just want you to understand as well that if you have a friend or if you look up to someone and you only look up to them because they have tens of thousands of social media followers, that's not a good enough reason to want to be like them. Because for all you know, they might barely be able to cover their overhead, much less pay themselves. But I know of so many successful people in the home industry who have less than 2,000 followers or even just barely over 2,000 followers, and they're raking in seven figures, or if not seven, very close to that. But that's why I want you to understand that your social media following is not an indication of your success. So if you want to turn off those likes on Instagram, I highly suggest it because they are the most irrelevant piece of information when it comes to marketing your home industry business. So I'll get off my soapbox now. You know, I love to get on a good soapbox. Instead, I want to turn the attention back to you guys. I actually had one beautifully sweet listener leave me a review on Apple Podcasts recently. And so Emma, if you're listening to this, this is a little shout out to you. I'm going to read what you wrote about me because that just like meant the world to me. And when I found your review, I read it to my husband and it's just, it's just cool. This is why I do what I do. So here is what Emma Stevens had to say. She's a powerhouse. Kate the Socialite gets me. She understands the home industry like no one else and seems to speak directly to me in every episode I've heard. She answers the questions I'm curious about and the ones I didn't even know I had. From the nuts and bolts of running a design business to the fear of revealing our personal stories, Kate the Socialite lets us know that it's all okay, we're right where we ought to be, and she wants to help us creatives get to where we want to go. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you, Emma. This truly, like I said, means the world to me. All right, guys, enough with all the intro stuff. Let's get into today's episode all about the five reasons designers, stagers, and organizers should embrace imposter syndrome. Today's episode of The Kate Show is brought to you in part by your website. Wait, what? Is this right? Yes. Your website emailed The Kate Show and 
did it by itself, by the way, okay, and like asked me to tell you something. Your website said it really needs a tune-up, maybe even a complete makeover. It feels bad that it can't send you more clients, and it wants to make it right with you. Oh, poor website. Seriously, though, if you're ready for your website to make you look professional and attract the right clients, you need to take action. Go to katethesocialite.com to check out our beautiful website templates. They're really easy to customize, and we even tell you exactly what you should say on each page of your website so that you can start speaking directly to your ideal client while also having better SEO. Go to katethesocialite.com to pick the website design that's right for you. Marketing your interior design or home staging business should be easy and relational. My name is Kate the Socialite, and I believe in action, not just ideas. And I share strategies that have proven to work right here every week. If you're serious about growing your business in the home industry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Kate Show. This episode of The Kate Show is brought to you by Side Door. As an interior designer, a home stager, a window treatment professional, or a home organizer, you guys deal with products every day, many of which your existing audience would love to own. If you're dreaming of selling product through your website or through your social media platforms, but you just don't want to be bogged down by ordering and shipping and loads of inventory, you need Side Door. When Side Door entered the home industry in early 2020, they changed everything. Side Door lets you source and curate the perfect trade-only pieces for your customers' homes, and with their seamless platform, you can create product collections with ease. Curate an entire room, specialize in a certain aesthetic, or simply create a collection of, I don't know, your favorite area rugs. Whatever you know your clients love would make for a great Side Door collection. You curate the look, Side Door handles ordering and shipping, and you make money. Plus, you can sell each collection many times over, creating the perfect opportunity for recurring income. Or if you really just want to keep things simple, you can use Side Door to buy products yourself at designer pricing without needing to have an account with various vendors or meet any of their required minimums. It's about power to the designer people. If you're ready to truly scale your home industry business, go to onsidedoor.com and apply to join. Now, let's get to today's episode. All right, guys, let's get into the goods today. This episode topic was requested by at Grain and Galley on Instagram. And so this is a shout out to the lady behind that Instagram account, Michelle DeLang. Michelle is an interior designer in Detroit, Michigan. So yay for my fellow Midwesterners. And Michelle, thank you so much for requesting this topic because it's something that does need to be talked about a little bit more often. So let's just dive right in. I know where a lot of you guys are coming from because I've been there when it comes to feeling unworthy, feeling like you aren't enough in business, and honestly being given this picture-perfect idea of what being your own boss looks like. If you're anything like me, you wanted to become that cliche yet legendary hashtag girl boss that social media has glorified, honestly glorified to a fault. You want that social media following because it helps you feel seen and heard and validated and valued. But you might feel like you have nothing to say, and if you did, like, who would listen? Now, if you've Googled how to deal with imposter syndrome or how to silence your inner critic or how to overcome feeling like a fraud, you might have been a little disappointed with the advice Dr. Google had to offer. The highest-ranking articles on imposter syndrome that I found include advice like decide to be confident. 
<laughs> that's easy, right? Oh, I, why didn't we just do that? Just decide to be confident, guys. It's easy. <laughs> or build connections. Oh, okay. So I'll just create connections out of thin air? Like, how does that work? Tell someone how you're feeling. Right. I can see where that's helpful, but only to a point. The next piece of advice was list your accomplishments. Okay. Like, that also works temporarily. The next piece of advice is use positive self-talk. Right. I have more to say about that in a second. But my personal favorite tip was take a nap. Apparently, taking a nap will fix imposter syndrome. I never knew that. I will try it. <laughs> okay, I am being facetious because I think this is hilarious. None of it is harmful advice. It's just not particularly helpful. And I don't think you find it helpful either. Because with all the top tips and confidence hacks on the internet, we're all still searching for a cure to imposter syndrome. When you've tried all the trending tricks and you still feel unstable in who you are as a person in business, you're then told touchy-feely things like, oh, you just have to use your inner confidence. Look inside yourself for therein lies everything you need. Yes, I'm still being facetious because it just doesn't work. Here's the problem with this. We will dig and dig and meditate and ponder and rummage through the recesses of our brains looking for this inner strength and confidence that, according to our society, is hiding in there somewhere. But you haven't found it. I haven't found it hiding anywhere in the psyche. And I know that you haven't found it or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast episode on imposter syndrome right now. Now, some of you might be like, okay, but what exactly is imposter syndrome? Because we all can admit to having feelings of, wow, I feel like I'm not good enough for this. I feel like I'm not qualified. But what is imposter syndrome? Let me break it down. Verywellmind.com describes it this way. Imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel as though at any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud, like you don't belong where you are and like you only got there through dumb luck. It can affect anyone, no matter their social status, work background, skill level, or degree of expertise. The term was first used by psychologists Susanna Imes and Pauline Rose Clance in the 1970s. When the concept of imposter syndrome was introduced, it was originally thought to apply mostly to high-achieving women. Since then, it has been recognized as more widely experienced. End quote. Now, to be clear, imposter syndrome is an internal battle. External battles, like suffering from a demeaning client or a dysfunctional personal relationship that spills into your business, those are all outside of yourself and involve another person. Imposter syndrome is a battle between you and you. As an interior designer, this might mean you feel intimidated by larger projects, mainly because you've never taken on a project past a certain scope or budget before. As a professional organizer, you might feel nervous about venturing into the spacious closets of an affluent client, one that you feel could make or break your reputation as an organizer. And as a window coverings professional, you might be worried that interior designers will see you as a competitor rather than as an ally. As a home stager, you might feel like you have to constantly prove your worth to listing agents regardless of your portfolio size or your experience. And a lot of this does depend on how other people respond to us. If people start responding positively to us, we'll start feeling better about ourselves. But this can be a slippery slope, and that's why we need to talk about the dangerous antidote to imposter syndrome, which is validation and praise. Now, you might have had horrendous internal insults thrown at you from yourself, 
even if no one in your external world has ever suggested any of these things to you. If they have, if someone in your life has said, you know, you're not, you're not going to make it, you don't know what you're doing, you're not good at what you're doing, that is probably just their issue. I mean, you need to take what they say with a grain of salt. If they're saying this to you in kindness, maybe there is something you need to look into. But if they're saying this to you with disrespect and clearly they have you know, malicious intentions, then you need to just recognize that that is their crap. Don't own their crap. If they choose not to believe in you, if they don't think you can do it, if they don't think your business idea is valid, that's their business, not yours, actually. You don't need everyone to love you. You don't need them to believe in you. You don't need them to validate you. And in fact, the problem with basing your confidence on validation is that you're always going to require more of it and in greater doses. Praise is addictive and should be consumed in moderation. I'm taking a break from this episode really quickly to chat about Side Door one more time. Why? Well, guys, I believe you shouldn't have to constantly trade hours for dollars in your business, and I bet you believe the same thing. If you are ready to take your home industry business to the next level, you need to consider signing up for Side Door. Side Door is the only platform that lets you create a custom shop of your favorite trade-only products. You make the sale, and they'll handle ordering and shipping. Or you could just use Side Door to purchase products yourself at designer pricing without any vendor accounts or minimums required. It honestly doesn't get any more brilliant than this. So many of my listeners are already using Side Door and for good reason. You can sell products on your own website and even from your own social media profiles. It's pretty much genius. If you have dreamed about having an online shop, but you just didn't want to take care of the technology or having inventory or just all the headache and stress that can come along with that, Side Door could be a great solution for you. Sign up at OnSideDoor.com. Now, let's just flip the script on imposter syndrome. Think about this for a second. Imposter syndrome only creeps in when you're about to do something new and challenging, something that scares you a little bit and stretches you as a person. Could it be that imposter syndrome is not the enemy, but instead the herald of a new chapter in your life? I know it sounds a bit too poetic to be true, but I can attest to it. If you feel like an imposter in your own life, as though you just walked into the wrong conference room and it's really awkward, well, welcome to the next chapter. Let me give you an imaginary tour of what this new space in your life could look like if you could just embrace imposter syndrome for a second. Let's imagine that we're standing in a room together. Along the far wall hangs the awards and the accolades that you're going to earn during this season. They're hanging far away from you right now because although they'll happen relatively soon, they won't matter to you as much as you think they will. They won't make you feel any differently about yourself, and for a time that might actually disappoint you. The handwritten note you hold in your hand is a message from a happy client you'll be serving soon. The negative review on your Google business page is from the nightmare client that you will decide to work with even though your intuition will tell you to run away. The blank space on the wall to your right? Well, that once displayed a heartwarming sign that said, you've got this. But you took that sign down the day you realized those lovely little platitudes didn't work. They just kept looking to you for the answer to your own problems, and you don't have those answers. 
Blame it on watching too many Disney movies as a kid or absorbing too much fluffy social media about hashtag entrepreneur life. Moving on, let me show you around the corner to the left. See these people? These are the team members, freelancers, and friends you're going to meet in this new chapter. Now, go down that hall. Go on now. There's a full-length mirror at the end. It's going to show you what you're going to become. So, hustle lady, go take a look. What do you see? Let's just say you're looking in that mirror. You're a little bit nervous. But with a sigh of relief, and yet disappointment, you see you. Just you. Looking no different, and feeling no more or less confident. That's the thing. Imposter syndrome is much like the fear of jumping off a high dive. Fear always comes before taking the leap, and there will be many leaps in your business. You are not the imposter, and fear is not the enemy. You won't have all the answers. By yourself, you won't always have what it takes in every situation you encounter, because humans were not created to operate as self-sufficient islands. We have to understand this. Imposter syndrome is based on the premise, at least in the way our society views it today, it's based on the premise that, well, we do have all the answers all by ourselves. But that's so illogical and unrealistic. As long as we can understand that, and we can embrace imposter syndrome as, okay, this is just a symptom or a sign that I'm about to do something big, it's going to help boost your confidence right then and there. But here's something else you have to understand. We can't create confidence out of thin air. That energy has to come from somewhere. Ironically, confidence is not so much the cure to imposter syndrome as it is the product of it. So embrace the process. Don't overcome imposter syndrome. Dive into it. You don't have to convince yourself that you're enough because if you were enough, you would have no room for growth and you also wouldn't be human. You don't have all the answers inside your own head, but you do have the ability to hunt for them outside of you, outside of yourself. Sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith and do the thing. Now, I want to share a passage with you guys. I know that not everyone who listens to this podcast is a Christian, and I completely respect that. I just want to share with you something from the book of Hebrews. It says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes it is really hard to just take that leap of faith and do the thing, but we have to. Just because we can't see something yet doesn't make it any less real. Regardless of what you believe and regardless of the goals you set for your business, there is a greater purpose behind what you're doing, and that's why it's scary right now. You might never guess what's headed your way in the next chapter. At first, it might even look like bad news or an insurmountable challenge. But just like the rest of us, you're looking at life through a straw, like a fast food restaurant straw. You can't see anything if you look through a straw, by the way. We can't see the big picture right now. We're just human. And running a business is hard, and it's going to continue challenging you in the ways that you personally need to be challenged. You aren't an imposter in your own life. You were put here intentionally. Embrace this thing they've labeled imposter syndrome and make it your flashing neon sign that says, hey, I must be about to do something really big. All right, guys, that's all I have for you today. This is a much more personal episode. And my my personal 
mantra. I don't even know if I like the word mantra. This is just my message to you guys. I deal with imposter syndrome still. I deal with it anytime I start doing something new and big. And what I've found about feeling fear or nerves or anything like that is that that's all energy. So you can try to run away from that energy or you can grab it with both hands and be like, all right, let's do this thing. And anytime I've approached it that way, it's gone a lot better because you can let that energy empower you versus make you run away versus repel you. All right. Until next week, keep your marketing simple, your message clear, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Visit us at thekateshowpodcast.com where we empower home professionals with marketing confidence.